This is a HeadGum Podcast. And you're going to lose the attitude before we begin or not? I think my plan is to lose the attitude sometime in the first five to ten minutes of recording. You're going to lose the attitude before we begin or else Some... I'm not. I'm never, I'm never Jack. <laughs> you're never Jack. Yeah. I'll lose the attitude pretty soon. Okay. Ready? <laughs> yeah. message i'm probably out in space trying to drill through an asteroid but i don't want to miss whatever you have to say so please do your thing when you hear that beep hey jack it's me tanner um just wanted to catch you up i I know you weren't in school today so i wanted to catch you up on some of the stuff happening around school um you know that girl sunny winslow she's like her her mom is sick she's in the hospital she essentially just never comes to class anymore, except when she is here, she um, is often kind of flirting with some of the, like, meathead jocks. Um, and often dudes who are, like, quite a few years older than her. She, I think she's only, like, 13. I think she's part of that class of 8th graders who, like, got sent over from the middle school to our high school. And, and you know, I think it is already weird that you and I are in high school here in Palo City, California, given that you're 41 and I'm 36, but it's even, it's made even more weird by the fact that there are all these 13-year-old girls hanging around. Anyway, um, she never comes to class anymore. She's, I think, essentially failing out, but she does show up every now and then to flirt with dudes like, um, you know, Chris, that guy Chris, um, or... Bo, that like really beefy dude, Bo, or um, Brock. So that's all I own. That's all I only ever see her now when she's like hanging out and like blowing kisses at these dudes. And I don't even think she like eats lunch with her like little friends anymore, like um, Dawn and and uh, Ducky and uh, Amalia and uh, Maggie. So. I don't know. I hope things are going well for her at home, I guess. I don't know why I'm calling you calling you to tell you all about this, like, random girl we don't even, like, really know all that well. I just hope, like, I hope she's not fighting with her friend Dawn, and I hope she's not neglecting visiting her mom in the hospital who's dying for cancer, and I hope that she's not, like, spending most of her time with Dawn's stepmom, Carol, who's seven months pregnant and is um, in bed rest because she had an episode where she passed out in a dressing room at a department store. So I hope you, and I hope you're well too. Um, I guess I forgot to ask. I had to kind of check in with you and mostly just been talking about Sunny. I'm doing well, by the way. Um, so call me back. Uh, bye.
Hey Jack, what's going on? Are you gonna no. lose the attitude? Or are you gonna be uh... <laughs> a what? What did we used to call you? You used to call me a whiny baby a lot. No, glum plum. Oh yeah. <laughs> are you gonna be a glum plum? Or are you gonna lose the attitude? I'll tell you what I told you before we started recording. It's my intention to lose the attitude in the first five to ten minutes of this recording. What's the matter? Did Harley Quinn, the the <laughs> emancipation of Harley Quinn, not buoy you? <laughs> that is actually literally the matter. That's literally <laughs> what the matter is. You, <laughs> I think you intended the question as a joke. Yeah, but it, that is exactly what happened. I was in a salty, bad mood today for no fucking good reason other than I let myself spiral, probably from reading too much stupid bad shit on the internet and i was like you know what you know what's gonna fix this instead of trying to work instead of trying to throw myself into my art which is this podcast yeah i'm gonna take the fucking day off i'm gonna go watch a one o'clock showing of the emancipation of harley quinn and i'm gonna eat a beyond vegan burger and i'm gonna have two to three beers at one o'clock, so you're probably coming down from that. No, but there's no, God. there was no up. It did, and it did, it completely failed. And then I was like, "What did I, I just fucking totally wasted the?" I day. have two things to say to you. Yeah, the first is I told you to go see Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> you did not take my advice. <laughs> you you texted me earlier today and said I'm going to crawl in a hole and I'm going to die. Yeah, I did say that, and I said, "Please don't." I, it would be difficult for me to find a new co-host. Yeah, that was nice. And you said, I'm a bad co-host anyway. And I didn't disagree with you, but I did say. <laughs> yeah, you did say, go see, at least go, go see, see Sonic. Sonic, yeah. Yeah. And you yeah. didn't. You went and saw Birds of Prey. So that's like that's already like you're working against yourself. You're shooting yourself in the foot. Point two. It was fine. I didn't hate it. It was better everyone, than that movie you and I saw together. Birds of Prey. The Suicide Boys. Oh, yeah. Uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah. Um. Point two, everyone is going to be extremely suspect of the timing on this because today is the day that Mayor Pete and Amy Koblishar (laughs) dropped out of the the Democratic primaries. I want to allay any rumors that that's why I'm in a bad mood. (laughs) You said stuff online. You're like, oh, I read something online that put me in such a bad mood. It wasn't that. Okay. And it's called winnowing, and it works, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and it's fine. We're recording this here the day before Super Tuesday. All of that will be hilarious uh, footnotes by the time you listen to this, which will be, I don't know, I guess a, a little bit uh, exactly one week from now if you listen to it when it comes out. By the time I listen to this, Jack, yeah, I'm going to be veteran. You're going to be a veteran? Bed-ridden. Oh, bedridden. Okay, what's happening? Oh, because of the oh, you're in New York. It's here, baby. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's here. It's Major here. media company had to send an email to everyone today being it was like, like, please go home. Well, they were like, we're in stage one, and stage one means you don't have to go home yet. Stage yeah. two means you have to go home and work from home. And then it was like, we're all, like, we're absolutely going to be in stage two by like end of week. <laughs> 
That's so I've fun. been stocking up on some of the essentials. Yeah. I have plenty of beer in the house. I have plenty of seltzer in the house. And I have plenty of Morning Star hot and spicy sausage patties in the house. Yeah, that here in Austin, next to the Morning Star hot and spicy sausage patties, there was a sign that was like, Please only take two Morningstar hot and spicy sausage patties because, like, everyone's stocking up, you know? And, like, let's just, like, be kind to our neighbors now. There's not enough Morningstar hot and spicy sausage patties to go around. Yeah. So I think I'm ready. I think we're ready for it. I think we're ready for it. Um, I, today, just before we sat down to do this recording, um, I did have a piece of good news. And is that we was giving my child, Cyril... Uh, James Morgan Shepherd, a bath time bath, mm-hmm. and um, I learned that he's not evil. Not evil. He's not evil because you never you don't know until around this age. But um, okay. he, <laughs> I put all his cars in the bath with him, and like I guess in like grabbing the cars, <laughs> I accidentally grabbed one of my a Skeletor figurine that I have. Okay, <laughs> that you have. Yeah. Yeah, it's yours, specifically yours. It's mine. Okay, yeah. It was given to me by uh, Sarah's cousin. Okay. And that went in the bath, too, and it seemed fine. But at some point, he was, like, going through his, like, cars and toys in the bath, and he was, like, picking them out of the bath, and he was like, it's Thomas the Tank Engine! And then he picked up Skeletor, and he was like, who's this? He's scary! (laughs) I was like, that's Skeletor. He was like, he has a hood! Yeah, he's scary, and then he hurled him out of the bath. Well, gosh, this is so tricky. Yeah, Jack, actually, because mm-hmm. is he ev- is he not evil? Because what he did was he saved, knowingly saved the life of an evil doer, thus facilitating uh, more evil in the world. Okay, if he yeah. was responsible. So, in your narrative, Thomas the Tank Engine. Just like fucking drowned. Yeah. And he, well, he, he was like, we got to save Skeletor. And he yeah. said, yeah. Okay. What he did was he sa- he killed beloved children's icon, Thomas the Tank Engine, by drowning him. <laughs> saved Skeletor. Enemy of he Okay, well, that's Skeletor. fine. That's fine, too. I'm neutral on this stuff. You know, whatever he wants to choose, if he wants to choose, um, I, I guess, in Eternia language, if he wants to be a master of the universe in a kind of- Evil like, capacity? In the evil way. It, that's fine, or if he wants to do it in the He-Man way, which is frankly kind of insufferable if you really think about it. Right. What's the opposite of Master of the Universe? I think they're all... I, I've come to believe that they're all Master... That's why I kind of got tripped up. I kind S- of... Sub of the multiverse? <laughs> no, it's of something small. Oh, the microverse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You got there. Anyway, uh, how's your child? Child is doing well. <laughs> oh, God, it's the big one. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Child is doing well. He has three teeth. Three teeth. Okay. That's scary. And Where do you get he them from? He likes to oh, I collecting them. It's like the bone collector. I don't know where he got them. Yeah. I sort of assumed they were sprouting out of his own head, but yeah. like that's actually, now that I think about it, that would be weird. That's like the gray eye. We've talked about the gray eye before. They pass one tooth between them. Three witches. Oh yeah, of mythology. And, uh, and one eyeball. And one eyeball. Is it like that? Maybe. Except I don't know who's he, who he's in this agreement with, or okay. what other two babies he's in this agreement with. Yeah. Also, it seems like he's had the teeth for quite a while now. Okay, I don't want to freak you out, but 
the only alternative, and this is Occam's razor now, if it's not a gray eye type situation, the only thing I can think that is happening is those three teeth are sprouting out of his fucking face. And that's what I'm saying. That that even seems... Oh, shit. I just spilled a beer. Ah! Ah! So here's what happened. <laughs> Folks, <laughs> I told you that I was going to get out of my bad mood <laughs> sometime in the first five minutes of recording. <laughs> Tanner... <laughs> hilariously spilling a beer all over everything <laughs> has has done it and it has turned my frown upside down and you did it you got there it was your pratfalls and your hijinks tanner that finally kind of pulled me out of this funk that i've been in which folks don't read too don't read the internet too much if the internet starts bumming you out if your first and second favorite political candidates yeah. both drop out of the race on the same That's day. That's not the thing. Yeah, I, no, and I'm not saying it's the thing for you. I'm just saying hypothetically, if and I'm not saying it's not the thing for you. I'm not saying it is or isn't the thing for you. I'm saying if that does happen to you, yeah. just get off the internet. Anyway, get off I spilled of most of a beer um, in here. I'm actually going to need a few more paper towels. I'll be right back. Okay, you get another beer. Okay, so Tanner's left again. And this is, honestly, this is the chaotic energy that I feel like I needed today. This is fun to watch. Did you get another beer? I'm out. This is, I only, I have like a, a third of a beer in here. That's, that's it. it. That's, and that's it. I bet some of the creative professionals. I don't think they drink. I think drinking has become very, at least in Brooklyn, yeah. I think drinking has become very um, passe. Okay. That's that's like that Dandy Warhol song. I think everyone and that's is topical. like taking like Paul like a little like pollen producing plant. Yeah, and they're like blowing it in one another's eyes. Okay, we used to um, when we I went to raves back in the glory days. We mm-hmm. would take you know those like Vicks vapo inhalers. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I don't think they make those anymore. You would take them and you would like put the back end of it in your mouth and then like blow through it onto someone's face oh that sounds refreshing (laughs) yeah that sounds nice anyway this has been dad talk dad talk yeah Yeah, a little bit of rave talk at the end and tanner spilled his beer but why we're here is that we do like to to talk about the california diaries and what we are is the babysitters club club we're still here we're still the Babysitter's Club Club. I'm still Jack Shepard. My name is still and always will be and always has been for the last few years. <laughs> Tanner Greenring. Yeah. And what we're talking about today is California Diary number six, Sunny Diary 2. Waiting. Watching. Crash. Okay. Yeah. Waiting. Watching. That's a Blink-182 song. Yeah, and Crash is a Dave Matthews song, but I want to cut you off at the pass there. Um, oh, okay. We do like to dive right in with a quick segment that is called... What would What's be on, on your, your diary? Tombstone? And it's yeah. what what words would be on your diary? Would be on your tombstone, right. These words are written on Yeah. 
Yeah, and what I will remind you is that it's the Tombstone thing is a pizza commercial that's from a different property that's about pizza. Same, and, it's from Sarah era, though, and I think. quite different. And yeah. this is, I guess, you know what? Maybe it's on your tombstone. It I'm in a bleak mood. Tombstone. Maybe yeah, this is what's uh, on yeah. your tombstone this today. This is perfect, yeah. Yeah, okay. You got that fucking, like, twisted gray <laughs> energy right now. <laughs> yeah. You've been, like, listening to corn all day. Uh, yeah. Do you want to know what I've been listening to all day? I'm you want to know what like, Jack listens to when he gets mopey gonna, and has a bad like, day? Talib Kweli, because it's all you've been listening to. No, I switched it up. I watched Birds of Prey. I came out of Birds of Prey. I sat down on a rock. Okay, you're now you're just like being like a parody of yourself. And I put on immediately. I didn't even fucking hesitate. I put on Slow Dives Suvlaki. Okay, where were you when you first heard Slow Dives Suvlaki? Slow dive. No, it's not like that. Take it easy. It fucking hits you right in the face with Allison is the first song. Where were you? I remember where I was when I first listened to Slow Dive Suvlaki. It's relevant, and I'm allowed to talk about it because it came out in the 90s. Mm. I was frantically writing uh, my dissertation on um, uh, critical analysis and sample translation of Caraton's Caleroe, uh, the early Greek novel. Um, and I had just gone to Tower Records and kind of flipped through the bins and I'd heard a lot about slow dive. I already had a curve album. I had a um, spiritualized album, which like didn't quite do it for me. Um, and obviously I had, um, I was like pretty into my bloody Valentine, but I was like, I got to check out these slow dive folks. And who boy, Tanner, it looks like oh. you fell asleep. <laughs> um, uh, I desperately, um, last time I was in LA, desperately scoured, yeah, Amoeba Records, yeah, for Suvlaki for a um, My Bloody Valentine shirt. Oh, that's cool. Just so I could wear it and drive you insane. Oh, I would fucking hate that. <laughs> yeah, that would upset. Like me. people would ask, I'd be like, Oh, I just like the shirt. Yeah, I think they sang the song like uh, Helena. <laughs> I don't know. I don't like. I don't listen to emo. Listen to Slow Dive. Listen to Suvlaki. I probably won't. Um, um, you probably will. Uh, but we, that's what we, so what we talk about is these books. And this bo- the week we read Sunny Volume Two. It's our first second book, mm. and, and it's out of order. They've already and in, in a, in a true nineties, yeah, carefree grunge sort of way. They've yeah. they've broken the order. And it should be dawn, but it's sunny again, and we've, we're we out of order. And um, what we like to do is we like to say what would be on our either diary or tombstone. And what's on Sunny's diary and or tombstone is waiting, watching, crash. And I wonder what would be on yours, Tanner. Uh, 
to walk me through it. I don't know. Um, Waiting is a... So it's, again, I've got a situation where it's gerund, gerund, imperative verb. Um, and so what we like to do often is to describe our day, something intimate. Okay, but waiting and watching both start with W. W, okay, so, okay, so it's got to be gerund, gerund, imperative, but the first two have to be alliterative. Okay. Does that seem fair? Yeah, I was going to say Wario Waluigi, but that, oh, he, that's no, neither of those are gerunds. And, and probably don't describe your day. Well, you don't know what I got up to. Well, and then Crash would be Crash Bandicoot. And then Crash would be Crash Bandicoot. Or okay. if I was playing Super Mario Kart 8. If I were playing Super Mario Kart There's a chance Kart I would have gotten in a crash because I do often play as Waluigi. Okay. And, but I, I don't want to lie. I don't want to lie. I didn't play Mario Kart 8 today. Okay. I was going to say if that's what you want, you can have it. Nope. What's I on your tombstone? That's it. You can have it however you want. I didn't play Mario Kart 8 today, and I okay. feel disingenuous to say that I did just so I could have Waluigi, Wario, Crash. That sounds great, though, and I would buy that. Okay, but so what's what happened to you today? Jaren, Jaren, imperative verb. Mm-hmm. Alliterative, first syllable on both the first two words. Yeah. Here's what I did today. Mm-hmm. Woke up at 445 because of the boy. Because that's when he he likes to wake up. Yeah. Got up with him and fed him. Mm-hmm. Took him to Miss Joyce. Miss Joyce, the nanny. She has a full head of teeth. Oh, is that where he's getting them? From her? <laughs> now I think so. Because she does have te- like a lot of teeth. Yeah, you have told me that already. Yeah. Went to work. Yeah. Worked on a branding project. Branding. Branding. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. What are some other BR... Oh, yeah. So we got to start with BR. Okay. Um, Branding. All right. Well, I'm going to throw some out at you. And why don't you tell me if they can can fit with your day? Brigadeering? What does brigadeering mean? I think it's like pirates. Okay. Um, Browing down? We're browing down now. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Branding, browing down. And then I guess my imperative verb, just because it's on the mind now, would be play Mario Kart. Okay. And that's not something that you've done, but it's something that you I'm are demanding like on the else do about it. To, ready to do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So walk me through. I am looking for a first edition. Okay. Of something, I don't know what it is, but I'm in a, a used bookstore, and there's a wizened old man who looks like he's part of the furniture, and he's been there. The door creaks, and it looks like everything's covered in cobwebs. Right. And he's and, like, be careful what you search for. Yes. Yeah. And I'm like, it no, it seems like no one else has ever been in the store. And I also, like, I'm pretty sure I walk by the store every day for the last, like, couple years on my way to work. And it always seemed like it was something else. It was like a travel agency or something. But this time I'm like, wait a second. That's like, that's like this ancient used bookstore. And it's, it feels like it's calling to me. We'll have the book you're looking for. Don't yeah. you worry about that. So, and uh, the wise and old man beckons to me, and I'm like, are you going to need, like, business books or, like, self-help or, like, self-improvement? We have exactly what you need. And he reaches up yeah. on the top shelf of this, like, impossibly dusty bookshelf. Yeah. <laughs> and he pulls an old leather tome off of it. <laughs> <laughs> and he knowingly hands it to you. Yeah. Pats the cover and then like pats So the much dust. Yeah. 
Huh. What is who is this? This is the book you're looking for. It's a picture of you. Yeah. You got you're giving a big thumbs up. Yeah. You got a big smile on your face and it says yeah. Tanner, number six, volume two. It's like and I'm like, I feel like I've read I've read volume one of these. I don't know when or where. It feels like outside of time, but right. I feel like I have read volume one. Right. Tanner, number six, volume two. Branding. Growing down. Play Mario Kart. Play Mario Kart. And I have a question. Yeah. Is Browing down like code for like J.O. Bros? <laughs> well, I, we're going to find out because I'm, I'm like, what does it take? And he's like, one gold coin. And I'm like, I don't have a gold. <laughs> one gold ducat. And I'm like, I don't have a ducat. And I reach into my pocket and it's like, holy shit. Do. I, I do. I don't know. <laughs> where this came from but it's just like magically there but like you have a gold ducat now yeah but there's one tone that you're no longer able to hear yeah ever again yeah yeah and it's we uh, very annoyingly it's the the sound of the starting bell of mario kart mm-hmm. Beep. Boop. Boop. and i'm like just waiting there right God, that sucks. Okay, good, good, good. What's mine? Let's get through mine. What's my one? Um, what did I do today? Moping around. Moping. Oh, yeah, you were pretty moping. So uh, moping? Definitely moping. Boy, was I feeling sorry for myself today. Who, boy? How'd you get to the theater? Uh, I, I walked, and I listened to a podcast on oh, my way. I was- hoping you took a moped because then it could just be moping moping. oh it's gotta be mo okay well move i did watch a movie can i say movieing movieing the babysitter comes over what are you guys doing tonight oh we're movieing we're moving it's not great okay so i watched the harley quinn movie by myself so it may be misandry no it's all women in the the movie Uh, i did i did experience that feeling (laughs) <laughs> but you, it's not you a were gerund. watching birds of prey and you thought this movie's misandrous i was like fuck dudes fuck me why aren't you enjoying this movie more maybe it's my fault mo modoc no we're remember it's jaren's no i know i know i know yeah but mo yeah modoc is the right type of direction a big giant head who doesn't give a fuck that's how i feel today oh you did moan a lot about Mary Pete and Amy. It's not, that's not the, the, I'm going to get destroyed. Everyone's very upset at the moment. About Mayor Pete and Amy. I mean, you more than anyone. About politics. And if if you go around starting a rumor (laughs) that the reason that I'm moping and moaning, which is what I'm doing. The timing is suspect. (laughs) You haven't even mentioned Tom Steyer. No, I said your first and second choice. <laughs> Not your first, second, and third choice. Okay, moping, moaning. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to say play Mario Kart as well. It would be fun. If you had a Switch, we could play online. Yeah, that would be fun. God, and then you would have like that. You know what's been so good for being in a mopey mood? What? Playing video games. What about... <sighs> Maybe like... Uh, ignore the advice of your friend and don't see Sonic the Hedgehog instead of Birds of Prey. Ignore the advice of, like of your friend. That's wordy. Yeah, it's a little wordy. Um, how about abstain? Abstain? That sounds kind of cool. Yeah, 
Because you're because now that Pete and Amy are out, you're not going to vote. No, but that's not accurate. Um, and I, <laughs> I did abstain from putting up soundproofing curtains in this room. No, you didn't. I can see them behind you. I know, but I have more. How do you how do you condense, create a poor sonic environment for our helpless listeners who just want to be able to hear us <laughs> into one? Well, Sonic is the kind of through line. Oh, Sonic is kind of the so. Thing. I think it's avoid Sonic, avoid Sonic, and that is exactly and that's the what through you line. Did. Yeah, and I avoided creating a nice Sonic experience for our listeners, and I also avoided watching Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, and, and if I do play Mario Kart, they don't have Sonic. In Sonic's there. not an option. You'd yep. have to play um, like some fucking modded Sonic up version. Da- no, there's a Sonic, Sonic Team Racers. Racer. Yeah, yeah, Sonic Racers. Um, okay, so now you are – so you're walking to work, Tanner, and you walk I'm past, walking to work, and I see – used to be a Bed Bath & Beyond, almost certainly. Every day you walk past and you're like, yeah, oh, it's a fucking Bed Bath & Beyond. I but it's not I walk past today. the Bed Bath Beyond in Manhattan and in, in its place, and I swear to – and no one else seems to notice. Everyone is walking by as though it's not a big deal. But I th- swear this storefront that's always been a Bed Bath & Beyond is now a ziggurat. <laughs> yeah like a sandstone ziggurat like yeah erupting from the manhattan street yeah and there's like a dark energy around it yeah and i'm just like i like i like stop and look at it for a second and like uh, uh someone's walking by and i just like try to get their attention i'm just like uh, is this ziggurat always been here is, that, is this a ziggurat but no one like no one's paying attention it's like mm-hmm. new york you know so everyone's just like brushing past me so a wise and old man opens the door to the cigarette and he beckons it's not you even in. a wise and old man it's okay. it's like a it's like a an impossibly old man he's like a okay. lich <laughs> okay yeah you know yeah and he just like he pushes back this stone tablet that's like serving as a door yeah and like i go up to it and i like test the stone and it's like tons yeah, so heavy. But this How did you open like this? Moved it with. There's like no meat on your bones. And I go in, and the walls are covered in bookshelves that contain like parchments and stone tablets and books from like all ages of history. And it's like a Borges library. It's like there's just like it seems to go on forever. Like yeah, if you yeah, look, yeah. if you look, you try to focus your eyes, and it's like, huh, that's weird. It's just like. There doesn't seem to be an there doesn't seem to be a horizon, right? And then right in the front, there's a little display table, and it says like books you'll fall in love with. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and that's draw, that's pulling to you. It's pulling me. There's like a David Sedaris book there. It looks good. <laughs> yeah. Who moved my cheese? Is there? Who moved my cheese? Is there? Yeah. Yeah. And then there's this book called Jack. Yeah. Book six, volume two. Yeah. And I think like oh, I heard about. The first volume in this book. Yeah. And I heard it wasn't good. <laughs> yeah. But maybe, I mean, this is on like the recommend, like the staff yeah. picks table. There's so like a like, little note card underneath it and written in like Aramaic. It's right. like a very, what seems to be a very enthusiastic recommendation for the book. Yeah. Yeah. And then it says. It's what's a picture? The picture is you, mm-hmm. Jack Shepard. Mm-hmm. Sitting on a rock, <laughs> yeah. And you got your like headphones. Does in. it look like I've just I've just watched a pretty fun action movie and somehow not been able to find the joy in it? Yeah, yeah. And it says moping, moaning, avoiding Sonic, avoid Sonic. 
avoid Sonic. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It wouldn't be a, a third Jaren. That's crazy. No, that would be it's fucking insane. Yeah. 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 Do I pick that up? Yeah. I don't know. And that's the question. I have these. I have this infinite library of the of history's greatest knowledge in front of me. Yeah, it's it's labyrinthine. I feel like they set up this little table at the the front to like to to like weed to out weed the weed out the the people who don't like have enough magic in them to explore the universe. I guess I would ask the lich if I can take this book and go explore. <laughs> yeah. You know? Okay. So yeah, that's where I'm at. That's where you're at. Okay, good. This has been fun. Um, and, uh, I wonder whether we should take a break before we really dive into talking about this novel, because so. there's a lot to talk about, though I kind of think you and I are mostly going to want to talk about one specific thing. The glyph. The fucking glyph. Yeah. Um, well, with that teaser, we're going to take a quick break and, uh, we'll talk to you soon. Excuse me? What's happening? What's happening? What is that? I don't like it. We're Tanner. Okay. Tanner, we're currently recording audio that people will hear. That was 11.45. 12.25 a.m. Shall oh, yeah. I explain that last entry? <laughs> oh, yeah. I will in great detail. Yeah. I may want to recapture this moment someday when I'm older and jaded about men. Mm-hmm. When the world's brocks are flocking around me. No, you don't, Sonny, just to pause, you don't want that. You don't want the world's brocks flocking around you. And apologies to any baby brocks who are listening. But this brock is not a good brock. I'll always remember how it started. It started with a Trans Am. Red, loud, brand new. When Brock drove up, Don's mouth was hanging open. I saw it, and she was staring out her living room window. And I would be pretty surprised, too, if I were Dawn. Yeah. To see that my best friend, Sonny, Mm -hmm. was dating a car. (laughs) A Trans Am. A loud red Trans Am. Mm, A loud red Trans Am. We know this is Sonny's type. Yeah. Because Carson, the son of car. Yes. Was the last book, and Sonny was attracted to that vehicle as well. Right, yes. And we know that the- Son of car, and now it's a Trans Am. Fictional world of California is filled with these living cars from the one Sweet Valley High book that we did once read. Yes, and yeah, and that is canon. Right, where everyone and all the boys in that book were were cars. cars. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So then, you know what? It's car theory. It's car theory. And and it's car theory. And they are, it does appear that they are all cars. At least I think all the boys in this book are cars, except for Ducky. And he kind of struggles with some identity issues because he's like a duck. A man. Or a duck. It's unclear. Sonny's dad dad hires him to work at the bookshop and he calls him Quacky, which Sonny's dad is not a great character in this book, though he's dealing with a lot and Sonny's not helping. Right. But I did chuckle a little bit when he called him quacky. Quacky. Yeah. <laughs> so Brock's a car. Brock's a car and Sonny's dating a car. Tanner, can I add to that? Oh, pl- oh. <laughs> please. 
This stood out at me separate from I missed that passage because I I was like, oh, is Brock is it hashtag swing? And I'm glad I didn't say hashtag swing. By the way, is what all the teens are saying about when they their um, erections the, cutting through the air, humping the air. Um, I'm glad I didn't say that because wouldn't there be egg on my face if I had a hashtag swing about a car? So I missed that. But here's what I did catch. Tanner, please, please listen to this. I'm listening. Okay, so this is uh, this is this moment happens during what ends up being a pretty fraught portion of the book, whereby Sonny and Carol, Dawn's stepmother, who is seven months pregnant, have hit it off, and Carol is kind of feels like more of a mother to Sonny than her own mother is because. Sonny's afraid of visiting her mother, and it causes a rift between her and Dawn. But then Carol is on, like, bed rest. Because she passed out in a dressing room. And Sonny is left alone with her, and she goes and leaves a pot on the stove to flirt with a boy. And what happens is that the pot catches fire, and it's a fucking disaster. But that's not what I'm interested in. That is, I'm not interested in that. What I'm interested in is this. Mrs. Bruin looked like she wanted to kill me. I could not stay there another second. I was out the door. A car just zoomed by. Some ugly yahoo with a stringy mustache leaned out the window and shouted something unintelligible at me. Tanner, is that or is that not definitely Rick Andover? Rick Andover from... Sweet Valley High. Sweet Valley High. An ugly Yahoo with a stringy with a mustache. Stringy mustache. Yep. That's Rick Andover. That might be Rick Andover, and it's it's the kind of moment that is the attention is drawn to it so hard that it yeah. feels meaningful. It feels meaningful. I was like, "Who is this person?" And then yeah. I was like, "I know, I've met this person. It's Rick Andover. He's That's the Rick Andover. It's the ugly Yahoo with a stringy mustache. You remember he takes like he picks up Jessica. He's like, "Hey, heaven, which way to Mars?" Yeah, and then he he's takes the her original. To, he's the the progenitor of car theory. Yeah. He's the reason car theory exists. He's the reason it exists. And isn't that interesting in the Sweet Valley High universe and the California Diaries universe? Of course, it's in the same It's state. also uh, – Sunny has several bows and several hashtag swings this week. Yeah. She meets this, this lovely trans am. And also, when the pot burned, mm-hmm. it's because Bo, yeah, Bo a car, yeah. right. was yes. outside honking at her. She's like, why didn't he come knock? And it's like, well, you can't, he couldn't. It's right. Car. He couldn't. How could he? How All could he, he come do and is knock? sit out on the street. Yeah, she spends and honk. a lot of time being like, why doesn't he knock? He just keeps honking. Wouldn't any normal boy who's interested in me come and knock on the door? It's like, no, it's a car. It's a car. He can only, all he can do is honk. It's doing its best. Right. Car theory is, is strong <laughs> in these books, worryingly strong. Uh, I have a quick question. Okay. Yes, please. Do you know who wrote this book? Yes. Okay, I'm not sure. I know because Orem put it in there this time. All right, what? I check. Yeah. I do know. Oh, you do know. Okay. I don't and? want you or um, my so-called babies to think I'm dumb. I do know. Okay. I'm just trying to, it's like, it's a segue. It's a segue. Here's what I think is going to happen. I don't think anyone thinks you're dumb. I don't. So-called babies don't. And if they do, they're dumb. Okay. But I do think that the so-called babies are going to think you're bad at segues, and I also think that. 
And that is true. And it's just a true fact on the ground. And we're just going to have to do it. And I'm really not sure who wrote this book. Yes. Um, I guess I can ask my friend Nicole. Okay. Baby B. Nicole. Nicole? Nicole? She's in the recording studio with you? Can you do like a song about who wrote the book and like... Set it to like a like gotta be 90s. 90s, gotta be from this era 97 ish. Yeah, 98. Can you just do that real quick? Okay, great. Slow dive. Oh, no, if I could put in a request, yeah. something from Suvlaki, which is like 94, or Pygmalion, which is their album. Came out around this time. alone with the pen in his hand. Can you write this one beat? Yes, I can. Sat there and wrote wearing only pajamas. Totally filled it with laughter and drama. Hey Pete, hey Pete, did you write this book? He did, he did, he did. Just take a look. Pete's red bursting line for brains. Not a single word written was remotely mundane. The randomest moment floats on his hands. His feet sleeping at the switch. No peace, the man. Hey Pete, hey Pete, did you write this book? He did, he did, he did. It's off the hook. Love, Angus. Mo, 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 moment, love. Angus. Mo, 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 moment, love. Angus. Mo, 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 moment. Okay. Okay. And thank you, Baby B. Nicole, for recording that song about the ghostwriter this week, which was. About the. And let's be. Please be careful. About the. And I don't want to say odorless. Oh, and I wouldn't because it's not. It's not that there's not an odor. There is an odor, neutrally and unremarkably odored. It's I torso. Now, is that that seems like damning with faint. I praise. just I, here's what I would say. It's yeah. a good odor, and I like smelling it. No, because that's going to no, 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 no. And then I think I just won't. I won't draw. I know, I'm not. I'm not interested in drawing attention to it. You know. But think about it this way. If you said to anybody, anybody. So think it, what we want is the vibe of person you're glad to sit next to on the subway. If you turn to the person you're sitting next to on the subway and you say, oh, you have a good odor and I like smelling it. That's already gone too far. That's, this is the vibe that we want to project question? towards super, this person. Super, 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 yeah. super, super quick question. Yeah. What is the situation below the belt? Unclear. No feet. Well, we don't know. We just can't. It's like, okay. it's almost like our brains go into this haze. We don't even look. We don't even look. As far as we're concerned, it's a torso. Okay. It's a torso. And it's so think about, imagine, and this is what we want to project towards this person sitting on the subway. You would turn to them and you would say, you have an unremarkable odor. Right. It's neither good nor bad. Right. Right. That's what you would say. And as far as I'm concerned, you are but a floating torso. What I'm imagining is a floating torso, or I yeah. don't know. I, 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 I'm like, I've never cast my gaze south of his belt. Yes. Because I've never had any need to. No, and why would you? We respect his art, yes. yes. Do we look below his belt? 
No. Do we smell to. more? Do we take more of a deep breath I'm around him something. than we otherwise would? I'm smelling would? something. No. I'm smelling something. And I don't want to draw attention to it. And like, this is a matter of personal taste. And it's like, maybe yeah. it's good. Maybe it's sweet smelling. Maybe it's not. Everybody has a smell. I think we're talking about the same being. It's like it's like cloves. It's like it's like freshly cut grass. Oh yeah, it's like it's like good smelling sweat. It's like honeysuckle. Yeah, it's like someone has taken a Vicks vapo pen and they've put their mouth on the yeah. wrong side of it and they're and they're blowing, blowing it in your back face. in my face. Yeah, you t- you did. I should probably should have said this before, but you did take about five hits of ecstasy before. <laughs> Oh, I always do. I always yeah, do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, um, okay. So I think we're there, and it's a torso, and it's sweet Pete, and it's, and it's regular Pete. It's normal Pete. Peter Larangis Peter wrote Larangis. this one. Yep. And thank you, baby Nicole, for submitting your Larangis Moment song to the tune of the President of the United States of America. And shouldn't we all just be a little bit more like Nicole? And yeah, <laughs> don't we think where we've yes. done the work and we've recorded ourselves singing our own parody lyrics instead of relying on two unreliable narrators <laughs> to do it for us? Um, and and there goes so, my hero, watch her as she goes. And what was the moment that you knew that only uh, unremarkably odored Peter Larangis, the first, uh, must have written this novel for us? Good question. Great question. Here it is. Lunch break. Yeah. A sleep break would be better. <laughs> Funny. Fat chance for that. I am huddled into the corner of Winslow Books. Earth sciences to the left. Engineering to the right. No one will bother me here. I guess... The thing I thought was funny is is Pete is like saying people who earth scientists and engineers are all lame dorks who <laughs> you know they they're not seen in public and they don't go out shopping for books and it's because they like <laughs> lose their homebodies and you've identified with that and you think science is where are you where do you stand on that not worth I think it pursuing depends on the science yeah if it's a science the Bible supports fine okay good yeah. I would like to read a Pete moment to you. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing about this book. You can tell it's Pete, but the book is pretty mopey and moaning and avoid Sonic, isn't it? It does. I, I, uh, it does, all three of those things. Yeah. Yeah. There's no Sonic, and it's pretty mopey and moaning. Sunny is justifiably angry, and she's taking it out on everybody. Right. Uh, except Ducky. Even Ducky, because Ducky needs her right now, because Alex is uh, oh yeah, is we just causing him this. trouble. Yeah, and she's not as supportive as she could be. Right, like he tells her about Alex, and she's like, "Okay, whatever. Why don't you just like not Sunny be his friend anymore?" Sucks. She does, but but understandably. Yeah, but she still sucks. She sucks. she sucks, and she comes after Dawn. And th- there's only one person who can come after Dawn, and it's me and Tanner. And that's because we're her dad. Yep. We're her dad, and we're coming after Dawn. I didn't mean that I'm Dawn's dad, but I do feel very protective of Dawn in a way that makes me feel like I'm entitled to point out all of her flaws. Right. But makes me upset when anyone else does, especially Sonny. I think most men or male-identifying individuals or, or really anyone with male genitalia 
is protective of Dong because I think it's a of sensitive Dong. area. Oh, no, no, I'm saying Duan, the character in this book, Sonny's best friend and next door neighbor. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's okay. why we were at cross purposes. Yeah. But I'm just saying, don't come after my Dong. Dawn. Dawn. And don't come after Dawn. Sonny. And Sonny's rude. Sonny's like sleeping over at the fucking Schaefer's yeah, house like, it's every just, goddamn it's like a hotel. night. She's there every night and she sleeps. And then she's like mad because Dawn like goes to the mall without her once. Like fucking give me a break. And like, oh, and Dawn's like visiting Mrs. Winslow too much. Yeah. Although they've swapped mom. It's been a mom swap. There's been a mom swap and it's mom swap. And and Sunny manages to fuck that up too. Yeah, because she almost kills. Anyway, um, but so what I'm saying, although it may not seem like it, the point that I'm making is that although this book did give me laryngitis. In a big way. Yes. It's not totally chock-a-block full of, like, f- fun, funny moments because it's pretty dark. It's it's Pete in his edgy he's, – he's he's doing edgy Pete. It's edgy Pete. Which is something he can do. And yes. maybe maybe in the California Diaries, the Laurentius moment is not about the moment that made us laugh or the moment that made us realize that it's the, the creative mind of, of – Pete Larangis acting as court jester, but it's yeah. the creative mind of Peter Larangis acting as like court mortician or like yeah. the moment that really made us like confront our mortality. Like I think both are skills, you know? They're incredible skills. Um but here's my here's my moment that made me um realize that only Peter Larangis could have written this book. It's a brief moment and I think it would have been improved if i could have seen all of the visuals in this book but orem didn't really bother did they nope they said you want some visuals here's some visuals they said yeah. and then they did this thing where they like yeah okay like tanner's karate, like, this, oh, like so he's like doing a, on their dick. a double karate chop like an x to like yeah. no like a v yeah it's like a v that like yeah. accentuates the dick they're like yeah. here's your visual here's your, here's your visual media yeah, if you want integrated like media, this, like crotch chop, you've come to the wrong company. Yeah, right. they did do that, and that was upsetting, especially since we paid twenty dollars for this one. Yeah, Orem. Orem. <laughs> well, Ducky recovered. In fact, he was the one who invited Brock to sit with us on the beach. Ducky is the best friend. That took me a while to get past. She's not saying Ducky is my best friend. She's, She's saying, saying Ducky is Ducky the is the best friend. Right, he's all of our best friends. Any other typical guy would have been so jealous, especially if he'd changed all his plans just to go to the beach the way Ducky did. He was supposed to help his brother paint their garage today, but th- yeah, like Ted is ever going to fucking actually get it together to paint the fucking garage. Literally yeah, right. no way that's going to happen. Well, like but fled. The- that's good. That was great. From the house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I liked it. But the moment I came over and mentioned the beach, he began packing a cooler and stuffing a blanket and towels into his backpack. He is more than a best friend. He's a saint. And then underneath that is written, Saint Ducky the Great. Thank you. Bless you. And then Sonny's written, Oops, I showed my private journal to someone. <laughs> and <laughs> I just like... They all like doing image. this. They it's all nice... like sharing their journals. Yeah, and they shouldn't, and it's against the rules. But it was nice because because Ducky read that, and it gave me this nice moment of Ducky feeling validated. And then what he's done is he's written, Thank you. Bless you. Bless you. And, I and it's sweet. Blessed. And Peter Loran just wrote this one. And Peter Loran just wrote this one. Uh, Sonny does say at some point, she's like, 
a lot of the boys in my grade, because the teachers are never going to read these journals. Yeah. Because it's like part of the assignment. Oh, yeah. They just write like. They just write random words. Totally random shit. Is 100% what I would have done. That is 100% not what I would have done. I would have written a California Diaries. This is where we're different, man. I would have, would have just like written apple, like apple grape banana, apple grape yeah. banana, apple grape banana. And I would have like poured my fucking heart out. It would be like I would be like, can I have another one of the diaries, please? <laughs> I've used this one up. This is my masterpiece. It's like soggy. Yeah. <laughs> Um, sure, let's talk about the fucking elephant in the room. Let's just talk about it, man. Let's talk about the signal. Let's, let's talk about the symbol, the glyph. Yep. yep. Let's talk about the glyph. The uh, glyph. Okay. Um, 18 times. So here's, uh, let me, I'm going to set this up. 18 times. Here's what's scary. You said, you texted me today. And you were in a bad mood. And, oh, and you, man. You were mopey and you were. Not in a good mood. You didn't get around to reading the book before today. Can we say that? Is that fair to say? That's fine. That's fine. And I was like, Tanner, I need help. I need you. And you were like, have you noticed all these fucking symbols in the book? I, was I like, said, is your, is your book full of symbols? Is your book full of symbols? And I said, no. I said, no. I haven't read all of it yet, but no. And then as soon as I put down the phone, they started appearing. That's scary. Once the book knew, once Orem knew that I knew that you had seen the fucking, I'm calling it the axe. I don't know what you're calling it. I was calling it the hatchet, but okay, it's the same, same basic thing. I started noticing them, and you're a symbologist, right? I'm a symbolologist. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot about semiotics. It's a, it's sort of, a, but I know uh, nothing about symbolo- symbolology. Yeah, it's a similar uh, area of study. Yeah. But we're mostly focused on symbols. Symbols. Yeah. Yeah, and so you're a symbolologist, and we're going to do a little bit of symbology here. So uh, uh, the axe appears. So what do we want? you want to settle on something? Uh, the axe, the hatchet? Well, I, let's, let's look at it quickly and describe it. So it's, it's facing, so the symbol is facing to the left, to stage right. House the left. best way I can the, describe it as it's as though it's a superscript uppercase H, but the right half of the H is elongated, so it looks almost like a like a pole axe, like it's like right, it's like a, a blade of an axe on a pole. So let's call it the pole axe. Let's call it the pole axe. And so we've seen the pole axe, and we've seen it eighteen times. And you and I, without talking to each other about it. Have captured each instance. Of it this felt symbol. important. It felt like Orem was trying to con- con- to 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 communicate something to us. It feels ominous to me. Do you agree that it feels ominous? I'll say you this: I've never seen this symbol in my life. It's a fucking Polex, man. It's what got Trotsky. Oh yes, it is that's how they got, got Trotsky. Trotsky. Right. I'm sure so a lot th- of people in history have died to to the, the Polex. Yeah, and maybe us. Yeah. I think, well, I don't know. I, I don't know if you have a theory. My only working theory is that Orem is coming for us. I, so this, they start this putting is, axes in the books. We've been criticizing axe. them. We're their fiercest critics. They've been sitting on their fucking laurels for 20 fucking years. And all of a sudden, these two powerhouses come out and are calling them out day after day. It gets back to them. And suddenly there are fucking poleaxes appearing in the book. The poleaxe punctuates... 18 words in this book. Yes. Okay, that's this is a good Should I read the 18 words now 
just yeah, sort let's, of... Let's start there. In order? Yeah. Okay, here we go. And what if it's different for both of us? Well, keep track. Did you okay. track yours? I've got mine tracked, yeah. In order? Yeah. Everyone. Everyone. Paradise. Paradise. Christopher. Yep. Me. Yep. Anything. Yep. Just. Yep. Just, just again. Risk. If. if. And that's the double. That's the double, because that appears in the same paragraph after risk and if. Yeah. Yep. And then risk again. Risk again. Of. of. Okay. Risk, risk of what? Of but. Oh, boy. Okay. Risk of but. Carson. Okay. Carol. Carol. Down. Down. Dad. Dad. Detail. And then detail. Detail, detail. Well, watching and then detail. Oh, sorry. You're right. Watching. Watching and then detail. So detail. we captured them both. And so watching. So can I talk about the ones that stood out to me? Everyone in Paradise is scary because that feels like kind of cultish. Everyone in Paradise. And then Christopher, which could be Christ. Okay, yeah. Everyone in Paradise, Christ is me. But. Anything just, just risk. Just risk, risk. And then they, they want to emphasize that. Just risk if risk of but. Carson, Carol. Carson, Carol. Okay, so I feel like Carson and Carol are important to this. Down, Dad. Down, Dad. And that's God. Mm-hmm. Watching. Detail. Detail. Okay. Now I want to I want to try to to zoom out a little bit on this. Okay. Okay. So my double symbol, when the symbol occurs for the first time in the same paragraph. Look, I realize it's boring to look after an invalid. I don't like being one. This is Carol. I don't want to burden people, but someone else is involved in this. Someone who is depending on me to stay healthy. Someone whose life has just been put at risk. Polax. I know. I said I was sorry. Sorry doesn't matter, Sonny. We'll all be sorry if... Polax. And if you read the acts as part of the phrase, if you read the acts as not just being like a footnote symbol, but as like... Actually, in the it's thing, it's as though it cut off. We'll all be sorry if the polax. That's where we'll be sorry. I'll be sorry if the. Polax. I don't want to risk the polax, and she says we'll all be sorry if they're talking around it, but it's there. It's a fucking warning. I'm wondering now if there's a physical polax in the room with these people, and they're like, the right. symbol is them gesturing to it. Yeah, you know where it's yeah. like a, a six foot staff with an axe on the end right and okay. carol's like it's like hanging over them yeah that makes sense she's she, and tanner's has forgotten that it's an audio medium but he's done a very effective nod in the direction of uh, is there a polex in your room because it really genuinely did make me believe that you were nodding towards an axe i think um, there may as well be given the the mood you're in and, and yeah. that's a metaphor for that it's like this thing's gonna come down and chop my head off at any moment. Yeah. Okay. And we and so we're pretty confident about this. It's just like it's either a physical or like a metaphorical poleaxe. It's that that everyone can see and either we don't know whether they know about it in the, their like in their immediate consciousness. Right. But it's it's always there. Like someone else who had like had the fucking like scales fall from their eyes would just see it. Right. And I'd be like, this is what they're dancing around. 
this is what like is causing all of this shit. And the rest of us are like aware of it. And I don't know how you and I have been invited in or like ushered into being aware of it now. Well, I think you got into it. And then when you told me about it, I started. To I don't see know how it. I became aware of it. Yeah. And that's worrying. I don't know who who made the scales fall from my eyes. Yeah. But I guess maybe I have a, a, a it's probably Sweet Pete. I'm the one who communicates with him. Yeah. So I feel like he's been trying to tell everyone for years. No, I think he's I think he's damned me. He's like, "Hey, guess what? Asshole. Now you see what I've been seeing. Now you see the darkness that I have been unable to convey, that yeah. I've been hiding." I can't help it when I write I live these books, with this burden. but they come into the books because I put every part of me into these books. I live with this burden every yeah. time I write one of these books, and you've been blind to it. Yeah. You're like a a 2D creature living in a 3D world, and now you're a 3D creature yeah. living in a 10D world. And welcome, and there's pole axes fucking everywhere. Right, like the odorless torso of Peter Larangius. Attendee creature. And we've integrated, and this is yeah. the media we've integrated this And week. we've integrated, and now we've integrated with the media. Oh. And the road is open. It's so isn't it? And we've integrated with the media. Tanner, I would like to draw your attention to something else. How do you say, okay, here's a question for you. Because this is, I, I don't know if it's related. I assume it's related. It's similarly worrying and scary. But the question I have in terms of how I bring this up to you is how do you say I fucking told you and you wouldn't fucking listen and now it's too late to someone that you care about is that the way to say, should I just say that if you, you want to say if you want to convey wanna, that you want to put idea. them on the defensive no right yes. you don't want them to be on their back foot because you no. want them to understand you and, and you want them to be on the journey with you right right so maybe the take out the expletive I would say maybe Here's what I would say if I yeah. were you. Yeah. You were right. You were right. Okay. Do a compliment sandwich. And actually, I I got the yeah. idea from you. Okay. And borrowed it. And even though you sort of had, right, apparently had some contrary opinions to yes. what I'm about to say. It was you who really helped me it, to crack it. It was born out of open. challenging something that was so implicit and so understood right. by you. Yes. That I kind of adopted it as my own thought. Okay. Is what I would say. Okay. So when you, Tanner, last week. Yeah, no, this is, I'm just moving on. Thanks for the tip. This is different. This is something else. But when you challenged me last week to think in a. I would never challenge you. I would never challenge you. Well, no, I, I didn't mean this in the sense that you were like challenging me like in a dual type of way, but like you were constantly challenging me. I have nothing to, but respect for you and no, no, no. your opinions and your your intelligence. I I mean challenge in a different way. Like you're like just the force of your intellect and your intelligence and your understanding, particularly yeah. of these books. Yeah. Makes me feel like I need to challenge myself to be better. Yes. Okay. And, and I, you know and that. I have actually encouraged you to be better as well. Yeah. And a specific instance of this happened last week when I brought up the fact that weirdly for some fucking reason in these books every fucking week there's a goddamn turtle out of nowhere and at first i was when you were like oh kind of dismissive of it and you're like oh it's like terry pratchett yeah discworld that sounds like it sounds like i embraced your idea and and plussed it and that's what i'm realizing right 
And so you're just here to like compliment. And I'm I'm here to affirm. I'm here to affirm that and add to it. And okay. I want to I want to begin by thanking you. I and I have a quick question. Yeah. Do you when you go to the Louvre? Yeah. Um, in Paris, yeah. see the Mona Lisa and think, I'm here to add to that. <laughs> or do no. you think this is a beautiful like work of uh, a masterpiece? And, yeah, and I have nothing to add to it. Right. Maybe yeah. all I should do is just quietly appreciate it, like yeah. all these. Um, Australian tourists. And so, in the metaphor, I'm the Mona Lisa? I think Terry Pratchett is maybe the <laughs> okay. Mona Lisa. Oh, I see. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and the Discworld series of novels is the Mona Lisa. Tanner, can I read? So, here's what we know. Here's what we yeah. know. And here's what you know. I don't have to tell you this. I'm Da Vinci. I'm Da Vinci here. Amalia, book one. James throws rocks at a turtle. Fast forward, Ducky, book one. He goes to sit in this, like, and it's like it's these incredible moments. It's like when uh, when like Amalia is realizing that James is a monster. He throws rocks at a turtle, and then in Ducky, Ducky goes to try to reconnect with his old friend who's suffering. And the way that he does it is they sit down on a bank, and Ducky points out a turtle. Right, which bank? It's a, a like a river bank. TD. It's in Las Palmas. No, it's a river bank. A bank, uh, like a on bank a a, a, river? a raised patch of dirt near a river. Okay. Sorry, sort I said like bank, and that was my fault. River? And that was my fault. It's yeah, like yeah, the yeah. sides of the river. Yeah. Ducky, where are you? And this is from this book. Maybe he's not coming. Maybe he lied to me over the phone. Maybe he's disgusted with me too. Well, he'll just have to stand in line behind Dad, Carol, Mom, Don, Mrs. Bruin, Mister Schaefer, Jeff, and Carol's doctor. What if he doesn't come? Where am I supposed to stay now? Not at home. Not at Dawn's house either. Not after today. I'll stay here. I can swim out to the island in the middle of the pond. Sleep with the turtles. Dream about this afternoon. And it's turtles again, and it's turtles all the way down in these books. And they're everywhere. Anytime there's a moment of crisis, Anne or Pete... Shows as a turtle. Right. And this is something you and I are aligned on, and it is something I supported you on. Yeah, and 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 lifted me up for to this two place. Two weeks in a row, and now yeah. going on three weeks in a row, because I did see this, and I you thought, created You created this. this. Is, and in a lot of ways, I created it, right? Yeah. Yes. This is because of you. We're here because of you. We're in this moment now because of me. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. And I guess all I have to say is you're welcome. Yeah. And thank you. Did I say thank you? In all of that, did I say thank you? Did I say the um, words? If thank you, you did, it, it didn't. It, you it didn't, didn't say it enough. Okay, and it didn't really register. Yeah. Okay. Here's another moment. I want to say another moment, and then we're gonna do our burn of the week, and then we're gonna get the fuck out of here. Okay, good, because I'm literally falling asleep, Jack. Because my son, my rotten boy son, yeah, woke me up at four forty-five this morning. I'm sorry. And it's just what he does. He's this just look- like, I'm up. Whose morning is it to come and take care of me? I'm all cheered up now. I had a bad, mopey-ass day. I'm in a good mood. I'm ready to podcast for another couple hours. And I am the buoy, and you are the anchor. (laughs) Held down to the the bottom of the bay. Yeah, and that's what has to happen. Okay, well, let me me give you – let me wake you up with this because I think this is a very, very nice moment. I took a long walk. 
I had to clear my head, so I went to Dad's store to visit Ducky on his first day on the job. He looked great. Cool haircut. New clothes. A small conservative earring. But after seeing him here, I have decided that Ducky's in the wrong business. He should be in childcare. He didn't notice me at first. He was sitting on a bench in the kids' section, bouncing a couple of toddlers on his knees. They had board books in their mouths. So did Ducky. It was so cute. Feel it washing over me like, and I feel it. And I feel it. Good, clean babysitting fun. (laughs) (laughs) And it's GCBS all the way down. (laughs) Yeah. And I feel, and I feel. Good, clean babysitting fun. Yeah. Is that Pearl Jam? Did you babysit? And there's yeah. good clean babysitting fun in no, this book. That's and you Stone got Stone Temple Pilots. And it's Stone Temple Pilots. And you would only know it if you like us, you're like we're like hunting dogs who have this like just like we're bred to have the scent. Just like even the tiniest I can whiff. S- I can smell it on the wind. I can go yeah. to a bookstore and pick out any book that has good cleaning babysitting fun in it. Yeah. Yeah. Even just a even just a, a passing mention of it like this. Yeah, one. I'm like one of those dogs who can smell cancer, <laughs> you know. But in a nice in a, a nice version of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Jack. Yeah, I would love to do a quick burn of the week, and it sounds like you need to go to sleep. So. And that's what we call it now because it's California and it's Burns. And what was your burn this week, Tanner? Oh, gosh. I got to pull up my notes again, huh? I had, like, my phone put away and everything. I thought we were out of here. You want me to tell you mine? Literally thought we were out of here. There are two great burns in this book, and that's how you know it's a Pete book. That's the other way you know it's a Pete book. And I found it. (laughs) My burn. Yeah. The baby is kicking. Carol let me feel it. And I feel it. Him. Her. This morning, I stopped by the Schaefer's on the way to school, and Carol and and uh, Orem has decided to, at the beginning of the paragraph, capitalize Carol, and midway through the the paragraph, not capitalize Carol, which is fucking Orem, man. And they're like they're alternately just infuriating and also terrifying, and I don't know which way to feel about them. Maybe both, infuriated and terrified at the same time. And Carol, lowercase c, made me put my face right up against her tummy. At first, I couldn't feel a thing. Then she told me to sing. So I sang the first song that popped into my head, my absolute favorite Maggie Bloom tune, Hey, hey Down, down there. there. It's actually yeah. a Vanish song. It's a Vanish song. But it, but she did. And and Maggie Bloom wrote it, but it. Yeah. she's just the backup singer for Vanish. I just want to clarify that. So I sang the first song that popped into my head, my absolute favorite Maggie Bloom tune, or I should say Vanish tune, Hey Down There. Appropriate, I thought. Bam! A sharp toe right in the kisser. I screamed. It was the weirdest feeling. Carol was laughing. She said the baby was going to be a soccer player. Dawn made me swear I'll never tell Maggie what happened. That song is her pride and joy. Carol stood in the doorway, waving to us as we walked off, her other hand resting on her belly. She looked so cool. I don't know what it is about pregnant women. They just have this glow. I told that to Dawn. She gave me a funny look. She said Carol always glows. Carol has oily skin. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking burn on Carol. (laughs) 
<laughs> Good. She has oily skin. Um, Don and Sunny do mom switch. Yeah. But yeah, mom swap. Mom swap. Dork sided. But it is true. Although Dawn comes off better, she's not great to Carol. I'll tell you my burn real quick because it looks like you're falling asleep on your feet. Try to pay attention and I'll just walk us through the outro. Here it goes. If I'd left through the front door, I would have made it. But I went through the back and I ran into Carol. She was at the kitchen table knitting something that looked like an ugly acrylic tube sock. She asked me what I thought of it. My mind was already outside. My feet were itching to go. I wanted to be miles away. I had to say something, though. So I asked her if she was making it for Dawn. Her face fell. It's a baby booty. Are you giving birth to an orangutan? I said. <laughs> <laughs> Good burn. Do you know who the the true burn there is? Yeah. Dawn. Dawn. It's on Dawn because... Oh, yeah, because she thinks Dawn she looks She says, like... are you making it for Dawn? Are you Donna, it's it like abnormally attack? long arms, yeah. like long hairy arms. Yeah, maybe that's true. Maybe that's canonical. Um, what we should do is, it seems like we should go and leave. And I, you have been the buoy, and I've been the anchor. Yeah. And now we are reversed because now you are the anchor, and I am the buoy. I have fully cheered up thanks to having a couple of hours to chat about this nice book with my nice friend and. I, I appear to have taken all of the energy out of you. Yeah, and I've I've taken on a lot of water, and I've took started a- <laughs> to sink yeah. Yeah. into the murky depths. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to carry us out of here as quickly as I can. Please do subscribe to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash podcast. Uh, it's about the Little Sister books, and we do sing the descriptions, and it's really fun, and we are very grateful for everyone who has taken the time to support us, and we are very welcoming of new supporters there. It's lots of fun. Jump in. The water's warm. Please also do check out our merch. You can get our merch at bit.ly slash bscc merch uh, we got lots of t-shirts and stickers and totes and other good things um write and review our show on itunes and please do join the baby nation facebook group it's where all the fun and all the action happens you can find it by going to the babysitters club club facebook page and looking for that group uh in the meantime what i'd like to tell you is that this week we read a novel that was called california diaries number six sunny Volume 2, Waiting, Watching, Crash. And next week, we're going to be reading California Diaries number 7, Dawn, Diary 2, Inside, Out. Okay, I'll start thinking about what's going to be on my tombstone now. Jack. Yes. Thank you for joining me. I, again, okay. so sorry about Mayor Pete and Amy. <laughs> and thank you for saying, for bringing that back up. And, and my yeah. name has been Tanner Greenring. And please do go watch the uh, Harley Quinn movie. It's fine. It's good. It's fine. My name is Jack Shepard and has been. Uh, Sunny is running away from her problems now. And the way she talks, you would think that confiding in a close friend had just been invented. And I'm like, what is this, oh, what is the sound I'm hearing? Sarah's cooking me dinner. What do you want me to do? You want me to run out there and be like, hey, babe? <laughs>
Tanner's hey, hearing, babe. Like a uh, Tanner's hearing like a uh, <laughs> sound. Hey, babe. <laughs> can you uh, can you stop whisking the dinner? Also, Sarah had to do like more than seemed reasonable of like picking up our child and looking after him because I was in such a fucking funky mood today. Oh yeah, and she you was very want, supportive. You want to like infect the child with that? That is actually true. <laughs> yeah, they're like little sponges for that shit. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to. So, folks, if you can hear the uh, whisking in the background, allow it to warm the cockles of your heart because it means that somebody cares for me after all. Yeah. And it's not you, and it's not me, and it's not Mayor Pete, and it's, it's not, not Amy Klobuchar, and it's not fucking yeah. Harley Quinn. Yeah. And it's not Harley Quinn. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs> <laughs>